Becoming a mom brings lots of emotions, as well as unexpected experiences, from the high highs of witnessing your children flourish and grow, to the low lows and feelings of shame, guilt, and remorse for the life we once had prior to having kids. The feelings and experiences of motherhood are wild, and I'm here to talk about the good, the bad, and the downright ugly. Hey, it's Jenny Swanson, your host of Chaos and Coffee Motherhood Unfiltered. I am so grateful you're here. Let's get into it. Welcome to episode five. I am so excited about this episode. So actually, the idea came to me today when I was with a couple mom friends and their kids, obviously, and the girls. We were at the safari park walking around and um, Evie was kind of a hot mess and Edith has been doing great. And they were talking about that, how Edith's behavior has just changed so much in the past year. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to talk about this. Um, so a little over a year ago, I got Edith in for PT originally. And the reason being is she was walking, um, with her feet inward called towing in. I now know that there's a term for it. And she would trip over her feet. Like she really couldn't run. There was just a lot of issues there. It wasn't really safe for her to go up and down the stairs. And we have three stories. Like the garage is our main level. Then the main living room. Like main, like kitchen, living room, dining room, bathroom, etc. And then the bedrooms are up on the third floor. So there's a lot of stairs. And I really couldn't carry Evie and Edith. I mean, I have. But as she got older, it was really difficult to do so. And still, sometimes I do it. But mainly, it needed to be safe for her to walk up the stairs. So I started PT in really June, I believe, late June of 2022. And a mom friend that I met on Peanut, shout out Ashley, she had told me that there is a thing called San Diego Regional Center. And basically what it is, is there's federal funding available for kids under the age of three to get evaled and see if they're like behind in anything, show signs of autism, speech delays, any sort of needs for PT, and they come to your house, which is phenomenal. So she had told me about that and I was already like, oh, this is interesting. I think I'd love to do that because honestly, unfortunately, because of San Diego being so big and getting into the pediatric physical therapist, they were actually down at least one to two pediatric physical therapists. So getting in every other week was becoming challenging. So, um, and honestly, I really truly think it probably, her therapy probably would have been every week if they had the availability to do so. And so I reached out to the regional center because I also was concerned about Ida's speech. At this point, she's well over the age of 18 months. She's not saying much. Um, maybe 20 words at this point. She could comprehend and like respond in her own way, but she was not talking. And that was a concern. And I had brought it up at her 18 month appointment with the pediatrician. And she was like, kind of on the fence about it, but totally willing um, to do something more if I felt the need to. And so The regional center came out and they evaled her and she had qualified for PT, speech, and infant ed. And infant ed, the reason she qualified was, I think they changed the levels during COVID. She was like 25% behind 
And some of it, I think a big part of it was she couldn't drink from an open face cup, which I guess that's a big thing and should have been completed by 12 months. But I'm going to be honest, I was not about that life. We have carpet in our like dining area here. And also she was still into like throwing things. That just sounded like a big disaster. So I totally didn't introduce it. And I was like, you know what? If it qualifies her and she needs it, let's do it. And so also another big thing, and I really hadn't found anything that would be helpful for this, was Edith had horrible, horrible stranger danger. I'm talking, she didn't know who you were, or even if she did, she would be terrified. And she'd start bursting out and crying if you walked in too fast or tried to address her. It got really frustrating because during this time when she started seeing all these therapists, I kind of realized that if we went downstairs to meet them at the door, um, it wasn't as scary of a thing. Or she would have to like start talking to you or like want to play with you and interact with you in her own time. But if you forced it upon her, she was not about that. And the therapist did great. Like, literally amazing. However, some family and friends that were really excited to meet and play with her did not understand it, did not respect those boundaries, and it was hell. Luckily, we are pretty much past that, like, but I'm not kidding. Like, for whatever reason, men, and she's been with me my entire life, like, there really wasn't a time where I would be concerned. It's just, I think, beards were weird for her, um... It, it was just severe. And I guess some kids go through it, which was very interesting because Evie really hasn't. Evie's like the opposite. Sometimes she does get shy and she'll just turn her head and look at you and then give you like a little smile or wave after she's like determined, okay, you're good. Um, but Evie's the opposite. We'll be going out in the parking lot somewhere and she'll be waving to other cars saying, hi, hi. Um, she kind of takes after me. Which is, I mean, it's just wild how totally different kids are on a side note. But getting back to it, that was a whole nother concern. I really didn't know how to address that. So it was really great when Edith got into infant ed because her actual infant ed teacher happened to be an ABA teacher. Which if you're familiar, ABA typically, therapists typically work with children with autism. However, um... Edith didn't have autism, and eventually we did roll her into ABA, and I'll get into that. Um, but it is a phenomenal type of therapy. They're actually using it for, from what I understand, children with um, ADHD now or some. Like, it's getting expanded upon. It's not just people with autism, because honestly, it has proved to be invaluable, or at least it was for my family. And so... It is used for, um, I believe, people with addiction, ADHD, what else? I'm drawing a blank. However, they've expanded upon it, and it's not just for kids anymore, it's for adults. And I, maybe it wasn't just always for kids only. Um, however, that's originally where I learned about ABA was in my undergrad for psychology and kind of like early development in childhood. That section... Um, so I didn't know a ton, however, I had an idea. And also, I'm just gung-ho about any sort of early intervention. If you think your kids could use it, all it's going to do is benefit you. The study is there, like the research is there. If you can do it, 
and you feel comfortable, I highly recommend it. Early intervention has such good backed results and it's just so great to be able to see a turnaround and progression so quickly. Um, so with Edith, it took a little bit and honestly, all of her providers or her therapists were phenomenal. Like I have nothing but high praise to sing for all of them. So Edith's PT, first PT, we started PT first. Um, she got back to us first and she was concerned. She wanted to have her like hips looked at just to make sure there was nothing else going on and have them x-rayed. And then after that, potentially like a consult just to make sure. And honestly, I'm so grateful she went above and beyond. I 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, and Evie's crying. Sorry if you can hear that in the background. We're having a very rough day today. Yeah, I, I honestly am contemplating putting Evie in ABA. So I think now both of them are crying. It's going to be a mess. So if you can hear this in the background, I'm sorry. This is my life. <laughs> Luckily, Vince is down there and it's his turn to deal with this. So, um, oh my gosh, it sounds like she's died. I promise you she is okay. This is just... This is, I call her Hurricane Evie, if you can hear this. It's really out of control. So getting back to it, first we had PT. And honestly, just from a video I took, I remember taking a video of her like running just a little bit in the field before she had her 18-month appointment with her pediatrician. Her walk and run is just so much better. And so we got the x-rays and the imaging and we met with a... Um, Shoot, I can't remember what the doctor is called. Pediatric, uh, the, the bone doc? This is so bad. I know this and I can't think of it. Gotta love mom brain, ADHD, hearing them, overstimulated in the background, you know, all the above. Um, so we went, saw a specialist, and they were like, everything looks good. She is towing in. And with that, continue PT if you're comfortable. Um, Hopefully, 90% of kids grow out of it as they age. You have to wait up until age 10. Hopefully, by age 10, again, 90% are growing out of it. Like, their, their bones have just kind of straightened. And so, that is the hope. And with that, if she has not fixed it and it is, like, kind of in inhibiting some part of her life, um, or prohibiting some part of her life, whatever, I can't talk, uh, like she continues to trip and it becomes really an issue or continues to be an issue, then they would address PT, which she's already in. And if that doesn't help, they would go a surgery route to have it corrected, which knock on wood, hopefully that is not the case. Um, and we'll just see. However, PT, just looking at where she's at now versus where she's been, it literally gives me chills and honestly I it might make me tear up just thinking about how awesome of a like treatment team we had next speech because that was the second concern the other big concern I had um like I said Edith was only saying like 20 words and I think by the age of 18 months I can't remember what it was 50 maybe 25 35 I can't I honestly can't remember she was not there yet though and it didn't look like she was really going to keep continuing. I mean, slowly, at her own pace. However, like, just the low side, I think, might have been 35, 40, 50. I can't remember. 
either way, she was on the very low side that like the um below average. And I was concerned because again, early intervention, like everything proves or shows like data wise and and there are quite a few kids that don't get early intervention and honestly end up talking when the time is right for them. However, I had the time. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I There are times when she'd get so frustrated because she couldn't like communicate what she wanted and I didn't know that I just thought it would be great. I didn't know what I was getting into with speech. So my thought was it was just going to be a speech teacher working with Edith and kind of like Miss Rachel. Honestly, when I think of speech, I think of Miss Rachel. And... Oh my God, it, I, yes and no. I had so many questions for her because it's not just her interacting with your child or her interacting with Edith. It was also, she was giving me feedback and ideas of how to implement some of the stuff she was working on with Edith. And as soon as I started implementing the suggestions she had, it was like Edith was picking up on words. She was starting to put two words together. There's like a hierarchy of speech. If you don't have the basics down, you can't move on to the next session. And now we have Edith whining. Sorry if you can hear that. <laughs> um, nights are really rough. It's like the witching hour. I really don't know how else to explain it. Um, and it's not even that late. I think it's like five o'clock. But I guess after a long day and being overstimulated, Edith not taking naps, that's her. And then Evie, Evie is just going through figuring out her emotions. I feel like 18, 19 months is a rough age, or at least it has been for both my girls. Um, so back to Edith and speech. It is tremendous just to look at where she is now. She wasn't able to communicate much. Like she would say, she would sign more and say more, or sometimes she'd just do that. And that, that was like it. Um, now she's putting like three, four, five words together, sometimes more. She's really communicating her needs. And after she turned three, I'll kind of get into what happened or what happens with the regional center since she's turned three, like a month ago, almost. So I am pleasantly surprised. I didn't know what my expectations again were exactly, but I do think it was going to be more, I was going to sit there, I was going to watch them interact and just learn that way. But no, her speech therapist was great, really gave me pointers and feedback as to how to implement it, and then allowed me to kind of play with them while she kind of watched so, and gave me feedback in the moment, which was phenomenal because honestly, I am like an all hands-on type learning. I need to hear, see, kind of touch all the above. Give me all the above. And so that was speech. Then we did infant ed. And infant ed was based on a lot of play. And just kind of like the other thing with Edith, I guess I should bring up, that was like phenomenal, like big, big changes. All of them mentioned she wasn't listening very well which is normal, typical developmental, but it was a little bit worse than normal in the sense that like you said something and she just really didn't want to listen. Um, also, another big thing was her attention span was like minute. Granted, little kids' attention spans are small, but Edith would go from activity to activity to activity. There was no, she, she would just shuffle amongst them. And granted, I'm going to be really honest, 
I have ADHD. I was diagnosed in college. And honestly, looking back after all that I know, I just slid under the radar. I am one of those girls that just like didn't exhibit the hyperactivity. So I completely slid under the radar and totally had it as a kid. My husband was diagnosed with ADHD as a kid. And from what I understand, it is very highly probable that both of our girls are going to have it just because of the genetics of it. I mean, my sister and I both have ADHD and as well as both my parents. It looks like 100% there. So I am monitoring that because I don't want them to slide, any of my kids to slide under the radar and miss an opportunity for help and learning how to cope with things, overstimulation, etc., that could have been useful or will be useful in the future. Now, back to ABA, or I mean, I'm sorry, infant ed. It started off as infant ed, which met once a week. Um, all of these met once a week until we switched over to ABA. It went from infant ed to ABA, and I'll get to that. So, infant ed um, was once a week for an hour. She would come, she would play with Edith and slowly introduce skills, like counting, numbers, um, being able to identify them, shapes, colors, things that I was kind of working on, but not to the extent. And she found fun ways to incorporate them where I honestly, this has been a learning process. I think as a side note, one of the things that like just baffles me is, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the expectation would be to correct this, but if there's really any, um, mothers have been doing this for thousands of years it's just before you become a mom you're expected to just kind of like know it and figure it out and that comes from teaching your kid raising them etc however it's really hard to do when you don't know anything about childhood and development for the most part you have no like teaching backgrounds and even then there are different levels of teaching backgrounds. So you might be a high school or a college teacher, but that doesn't necessarily fully apply to your like little infant toddler. So it was really cool. We'd sit down, I'd sit down with them, I'd watch, I'd interact, or sometimes I'd just hang out. And one of the major things with that is her attention span. And honestly, I will say Edith also had OT and this was another big thing. And I'll get into that hopefully long as I remember um, momentarily but attention span between all the therapies I think the thing the two that like helped with that the most were probably um, infant ed slash ABA and then OT and OT was only an hour so while I'm thinking about it some of the things that while we were I don't know a month or two in maybe of infant ed I was told that kids under the age of three, if they did not have an autism diagnosis, could qualify for ABA. And about, I don't know if Edith was 24, 25 months, so two years, two months or whatever, or a little after, it was like all hell broke loose. I don't know if it's because we went back home from... Um, we went back to Illinois for a couple weeks and we were trying to get back on schedule. That could have been part of it. Also, the girls got sick a lot last year and that throws everything off. Um, 
Edith wasn't getting, she wasn't on the right sleep schedule. It was just a slew, I think, of things combined and probably a little bit of development in their developmental milestones, etc. Or I don't know if kids still go through leaves, but anyways, it, it was a lot. Anyways, she wasn't listening. She was having these horrible meltdowns. Like, it wasn't just once every so often throughout the day. There would be days where it just felt like a solid meltdown. And then we were having some texture issues, which that's not really, or sensory issues, which honestly, that's not surprising. I have sensory issues. I think it's a um, comorbidity or whatever for ADHD or a symptom, whatever the hell you want to call it. And everything I was looking at, I'm like, okay, I understand this could be autism. I did post about this on TikTok and I wanted to document my journey. However, a lot of people were like, it's autism, it's autism, it's autism. It, it wasn't. Um, I, well, if it was, it wouldn't have bothered me. She was getting the right treatment, etc., and we would have continued on. Um, it wasn't. She just, there were some things she was struggling with, and that's when I decided to switch from um, infant ed to ABA. And truthfully, I, I am so grateful. It was a massive, massive time commitment. It was three times a week for two hours a week. So we went from one hour a week to six hours a week. And then there was two hours of extra like <clears throat> training for parents. And truth be told, since I was more hands-on, we didn't really need that. There were times when I'd like ask her questions, etc. But then we kind of like phased that out because I was really there and like trying to learn it as she was working with her. And then at, towards the end, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to be hands-off. Like she's doing so well. I'll just watch. Um, and she taught me so many skills. ABA was not just for Edith. It was also for me as a parent. Um, there were so many approaches I was trying to take. I was trying to take a gentle approach. I was trying to take whatever approach would work. And my God, some of them, I was just lost, completely like flabbergasted, didn't know what to do. And ABA, again, was just as much for Edith as it was for me. She taught me how to try different things within parenting and we found what worked and oh my god I am so grateful because again I was so lost. There were times where I would be crying by the end of the night and I was so frustrated because I knew she was frustrated. I wasn't doing my best and granted parenting you're you're doing your best with the resources you have. However, I felt like I could be doing more. She when the meltdowns were so frequently with like all, all day meltdowns with like very minimal breaks in between, it was not enjoyable for her or I or my husband and our other daughter. Like it was impacting everyone. And so those diminished very quickly. Um, one of the big key takeaways is for me that there, there were two. One, timers are your best friend. If you set a timer and say, this is what we're going to do for this long, it it was like a saving grace. If she didn't want to do something, at least she knew she only had to do it for so long, for for instance, five minutes. And then after that, we would set the, ex excuse me, set the expectation that this is what we're going to do after. And that consistency, she knew she could trust. And I am so grateful because we still use it to this day. And it is so, so helpful. And honestly, we're even implementing it with Evie and it's been helping with Evie. Um, and then another big thing was telling her what our schedule looks like. 
So we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and then we're going to do this. And sometimes it doesn't work for every kid, but it really seems to work for Edith. And that's, again, that's part of it. It's finding what works for your kid because not every, not all kids are one size fits all. Like I've learned that. I knew that with my sister and I, and I've seen that with so many other kids, but then experiencing it myself with two totally opposite kids has been such a beautiful thing to see. And then at the same time, I'm like, how mind blowing. So that is ABA. Like I cannot say so. like her attention span, her ability to listen to directions. Oh, another thing I was really concerned about with that got me into ABA or got her qualified, she started doing things that were really, really unsafe um, and just did not comprehend. So she didn't want to be in the stroller when we'd go on walks, get outside, which getting out of the house for us is really, really good. However, it became a safety issue if she didn't want to sit in the stroller but wouldn't hold my hand and would try and dart off. Um, so we worked on that and we're pretty relentless with that. And now she just listens. She stays by my side. She's pretty good. There has been recently she's tried to dart off twice um, because she's caught on that like she's going to get a reaction from it. That's the other thing. Um, something that we've learned is you can't react. She's looking for, for Edith. She's looking for a reaction. And if she gets it, she's going to keep doing it. And so it's really hard to do something like as she darts, you're, I, I'm, I'm going to react. It's a safety thing. I'm going to swipe you up and I'm going to put you in the car. Like, and I'm going to reiterate, we're going to have to take a break or whatever to, because that is not safe. She has scared me so many times, honestly. However, that is literally beside the point. She has gotten so much better. It's phenomenal. Also, she wants to help and do things. Her attention span Oh, so much better. Next, we're going to go into OT. So Edith was in OT for oh, like 10 months, around 10 months. And my main concern was her physical therapist had mentioned like fine motor skills. And that was something that she didn't necessarily work with. Um, that was what OT and like drinking drinking from an open face cup. There were other things, etc. Like honestly, though, her OT was phenomenal in the sense that she would sit with her. Edith knew like there was a routine. She could get away with stuff with some of the other all three of the other therapists. However, with her OT, she was super consistent. If she said sit, then we'll go to a next activity. She would sit and go to a next activity, whereas. Maybe the other therapist said that, but Edith knew that she had a little bit of give within those boundaries. Like, it was very well, the structure was very rigid, and honestly, she did really, really well with it. Um, she started drinking from an open-faced cup. Her attention span, I don't know if it was supposed to be a, honestly, it could have been from all of the therapies, but really, ABA and OT, I feel like were the two where her attention span just really grew. And OT was once a week. Um, but I think it helped that the teacher was just really structured and very rigid with, okay, this is what we're doing. You know the rules. You can't get up in between things. Like, we're not 
not moving on to the next task until we finish this. Um, and overall, just I'm so grateful. Oh, another thing that Edith couldn't do was she wasn't eating with her fork. She was eating with a spoon, but she wasn't with her fork. Lo and behold, I have found that she just doesn't prefer to use a fork. She can use it, but that was a main concern because technically they're supposed to be using forks by well before age two and she really wasn't. So just kind of went through, um, Edith had PT, speech therapy, infant ed, which transitioned over into ABA and then OT. It was sometimes it was six hours a week of therapy, sometimes more because Evie had a little bit of therapy in there too. Reflecting back just today and my mom friend saying she has come leaps and bounds from where she was even a year ago, even six months ago. And I look back and I say that is all because we did early intervention. So if this is one thing I can say is if you think your child could use some sort of speech OT, ABA or infant ed, um, and PT, and they're under the age of three, check into your federal programming, or like the federal program, it's in every state, it's available in every state, and get a hold of them. Because honestly, it's phenomenal. I know they also, if your kid's in um, daycare or preschool, a lot of times they're able, as long as the preschool is cool with it, the therapists are able to go and work with your kid while they're in daycare if you can't accommodate that. Because honestly... I really don't know how, there would be no way we would have been able to do this had I been working. So I'm so grateful and I, I will say I'm privileged in that aspect um, that they were able to come during the day. And they also have schedules for night too, or at least the ones here did. I am just looking back and having them say that, it just made me reflect that I have to talk about it because it is something I'm so passionate about. I've seen firsthand how far we've come and I know that we're setting her up for the most success and I that is what I am so grateful for because truth be told I just want to make sure my girls and my if I have a boy or my future kid um I just I really want to make sure I'm giving them every opportunity possible and I feel like I wouldn't have been doing them justice had I not done this. And this is a personal take for myself. Again, kids pick up things really quickly and things get better, especially in daycare, there's structure where at home, there's not as much structure. However, I've learned to incorporate it, but it is not just for the kids. It's also for you. If you are able to sit down and watch and implement some of the things that are being taught to your kid, you can implement them at home and see changes that much quicker. I am so grateful and forever and always will be an advocate and I want to tell everyone about it because it's just it's been such a monumental blessing to us that I want people to know about it because truthfully when we moved here I had no idea it was a federal program we were going through and we were going to go through private insurance so we were going through private insurance for PT and then we are going to go through it for speech and because of the regional center, it's federally funded. We didn't pay a dime for it. 
and I am so grateful for that. Had we done the insurance route, there's no way Edith would have been able to continue because I think our insurance caps out at like 30 visits of any type of service per year. We would have hit that very quickly. And then we don't we don't have the comfortability financially to just be able to afford that much more therapies for the rest of the year. Also something else I was looking at because it's open enrollment right now for my husband's insurance. It's not for now, um, but I thought it was very interesting. He has fairly good insurance coverage. I was looking in Blue Cross Blue Shield is the only one it says that offers, um, and we don't have Blue Cross Blue Shield, we have United Healthcare, that offers um, ABA. I was wildly shocked when I saw that, if I'm being fully honest. It's such a disservice. It was really, it pissed me off when I read that. I was like, oh, I'm glad we don't need it. And what a disservice to the people that do. Or at least we don't need it right now. Down the road, if I feel like the girls could use a little help and they ha end up having ADHD, which it's fairly likely. I don't want to put that diagnosis on them because they they're too young anyways, and I really don't see any issue with it now. It's just a matter of, I want to be aware. Um, ABA would be a great resource for them. Now, since she turned three, um, that funding stops because it now goes over into the school district. So Edith had an IEP, which what that does is Edith gets evaluated by the district and if she is recommended for services, she gets an IEP and that IEP dictates what extra services she gets. So, <clears throat> through that, Edith did, her, the district was amazing as far as like testing goes. They were on it. A month, over a month before her birthday, I want to say, they started the testing. They did a kind of like environment we went to a museum there was a school psychologist that came came and like watched Edith and her element interact with me and others and what she did like what she interacted with at the museum then she had another eval where she worked with the PE teacher OT schools OTP OT speech and then again, another one with speech. I can't remember if OT was in there again. I don't know. We had a few. There was like three. And then we went over the IEP. And Edith did not qualify for any of those services, which I thought she probably wouldn't, um, except for speech for, I believe it was articulation. So at the age of three, there's certain words that she should be able to articulate or enunciate and like Instead of saying hands, she'd say hens. Or kittens, she'd say kickens. And so what she qualified for was group speech for 30 minutes twice a week. And that was supposed to start when she turned three. It has now been almost a month since she's turned three and no one's contacted me to set it up. Luckily, the more I start thinking about it, her speech teacher before she turned three had said she used to work in a school district and she had kind of like prepped me for what it would look like. She was like, 
group therapy, there will be two to three kids. If you think about it, their time is not going to be split solely to them. So you're taking them at whatever time works conveniently for the school rather than you. And they're getting 10 to 15 minutes, depending on how many other kids are in that group speech, which the more I started thinking about that, I was like, you know what, I think we're going to take that private. And we're just going to do speech through private insurance. Because honestly, I think Edith would do better on the one-to-one. The social interaction piece we've got covered. We go out all the time with her friends or like my mom friends with their kids every week. She gets a lot of social interaction, so I'm not quite worried about that. And I just can't see, depending on how our schedule is going to be, going twice a week and then not seeing progress made quickly. Where I think if we went private, which we're going to do, um, we'll see the transformation happen pretty rapidly just based on how she's been so far. And I'm so grateful and so amazed. Like, kids really are sponges and they adapt so quickly. And I'm just so, I'm just so proud of all that Edith's been able to accomplish and the person that she's been just in the last three years. She continues to amaze me daily and I'm not gonna get emotional. Um, it's so fun to see the character that she has kind of like developed into and the personality that she has. She's playful, she's so loving, and she's so kind and deserving. She deserves anything the world can give in the most positive of ways. And I, again, I'm so grateful for this. So that's something that I thought I would want to talk about and share with you. If this is something of interest to you and you want to reach out, I will gladly talk about any of it and give you as much knowledge as I have. Because again, I'm so grateful. This has been such a life-changing opportunity for us and I'm so grateful that it is federally funded so everyone has an opportunity to and again after they turn three it's not that services are completely discontinued you can go through them through private insurance like we're going to do or through the district as long as they qualify thank you so much for taking the time to listen and I can't wait to talk to you next week